Welcome to Folk Rock Diva Talk, your intersectional destination for all things music, dignity politics, personal growth and development, queer life, fat activism, and general existentials. My name is Lily Lewis, the Folk Rock Diva, and I am here to tell you all about the view from my corner of the universe. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all you beautiful people in my alphabet tribe, tonight I want to talk to you about what it means to keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Hmm. Now you might be thinking, Lily, why you want to talk about lamps and stuff? I mean, but but if you know my music, you know I like to talk about light. You know, sweetness and light is my favorite thing to talk about, in fact. But tonight, I'm actually thinking about that light that you either see in the darkest night or the light that you see when you're waking up in the morning. And the reason this is on my mind is because I've been seeing this word used a lot. This word that I've been familiar with for a long, long time, but it seems like it, I just hear it on everybody else's tongue and that word is called woke uh i'm trying to figure out what it takes what it means to be woke what it takes to wake up and is waking up the same thing as being woke so i was talking to some people in my community this week about what woke means to them i know it means something specific to me but i was more interested in finding out what that term is meaning to other people these days and that's because i've been seeing it used in all kinds of ways so uh one of my friends says well lily woke is the past tense of the verb to wake and i say well that's true And I do understand how to conjugate verbs, but what else could it possibly mean? Uh, Another person was saying, well, this is what the Buddhists refer to when they speak of broadening awareness. And I say, yeah, that makes sense that one could equate wokeness with wakefulness. But I noticed in myself that even that had a different distinction for me personally, um, that wakefulness, in fact, was not the same as wokeness for me, uh, as wholesome as state it might be. Wakefulness, it might imply becoming aware of things that I wasn't aware of before, or broadening my lens, or um, lifting my gaze, as it were, from this kind of Uh, claustrophobic navel gazing that we tend to get involved in, right? Um, Yes, wakefulness is a really important state, I think, in the spectrum of personal growth and development, uh, and I encourage everybody to indulge in it. And yet, for me personally, wakefulness is different from woke. So I had to ask myself, what's the difference? What's missing? Why is this causing an itch that I can't seem to scratch? Hmm. I noticed that part of the itch has come from the ways in which people are using this word as a weapon against each other. 
Um, some people say, I'm woke, and therefore I know what's right in this circumstance, and if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong, and I don't really want to listen to you. In fact, I might even cancel you, because that's my new favorite thing to do. And others are saying, well, this city's too woke for me, I'm leaving, or uh, these policies are too woke, and they use it in a way that's somehow derogatory, that somehow dismisses the state of potential wakefulness, that somehow um, robs the value of the word while simultaneously, uh, in a sort of an offhanded scoff, uh, diminishing the very people for whom the word may have held the most uh, significance. I think for me, in exploring all of these definitions that people shared with me, I discovered some fundamental factors that I thought were missing in the usage and maybe misunderstood. See, I grew up with this term, and in our community, when we used it, it meant more than one thing at the same time. Yes, it could potentially mean being more aware, right? But it also meant um, what you gain from that awareness. It meant that you kind of had to sleep with one eye open because other folks couldn't be trusted. So, you know, it meant that when someone was trying to get an upper hand on you um, or get one over on you, you always had the upper hand because you were woke. <laughs> and when I realized this, I realized that my sense of wokeness I actually received from my great-grandfather and the stories that he used to tell me. He had collected a series of stories that had been told to him when he was a child by an ex-slave who actually worked with him and his family. Um, and they were Br'er Rabbit stories that a lot of people are familiar with by way of Joel Chandler Harris, but these tellings of the stories were rooted in the African-American experience when we were still slaves. It was these stories that could teach uh, people how to survive in a context where you had no rights to speak of, how to survive in a context where if you couldn't outsmart the people whose charge it was to negotiate your every action, then you may very well starve to death. If you couldn't get one over them, um, then you might l lose a chance at freedom, in fact. So, what does this all mean? What am I getting at? Huh. Well, when I started paying attention to what being woke and staying woke actually meant to me and my body and my bones, I realized that, at least in the parlance of trauma, what we're actually talking about is hypervigilance, is um, a state that a brain and a nervous system conspire together um, to exist in, in order to fend off possible threat. It's a constant state. It wears on the body. You know, there's all this, all these studies that prove that it causes harm to any given body. And yet, this is um, an expression of collective trauma, 
or as Dr. Joy Degree calls it, a, a legacy of enduring injury. A legacy of enduring injury. Now, it gets super sobering for me when I consider the ways in which the word is being used with a dismissive tone, because in so doing, they are Xing out, those who are using it in this way, are Xing out that story of collective trauma and the very tool that we use to survive it. <sighs> it's actually... I'm finding it right now a rather tough pill to swallow. But it makes me want to go back to my great-grandfather's stories because in his stories he had a hero, Rare Rabbit, who in my world is the wokest of woke characters that ever appeared in American literature. Um, Rare Rabbit seemed to have an answer for everything. Um, and I want to leave you with one of my favorite Br'er Rabbit stories. Um, it's called The Cow Goes Under the Ground, and it's from um, this collection of stories called uh, The Days When the Animals Talked. Um, and I think, I think I'm going to actually add a bonus episode so that you can hear my other favorite story about Br'er Tiger and the Big Wind. Um, all of these stories are available on uh, Spotify and all the digital platforms if you want to check them out. But um, right now I'm going to leave you with The Cow Goes Under the Ground. This is read by Dr. William John Faulkner and uh, as told to him by uh, one Simon Brown. In olden times when the critters used to walk and talk together like men folks, the rabbit had a nice fat cow in his little pasture. And she was a good milker too. She gave enough milk and butter for the rabbit's big family and some to divide among his neighbors. Now the bear, he lived nearby the rabbit on a big plantation. And he had a big pasture and a heap of cows. He never run out of milk or meat, no sir. He had plenty of everything. But instead of dividing with his neighbors like the rabbit done, he was greedy and wanted what the little neighbors owned. He even wanted the rabbit's one little milk cow. So one night, the bear creep over to the rabbit farm and steal his cow. He broke down the fence and led the cow over to his barnyard and butchered her behind his barn. And then he cut up the cow and put all the meat in the bear's smokehouse and nailed the rabbit cowhide to the side of the barn to be killed in the sun. Now the next morning, the rabbit go out to his barn to milk his cow. But she ain't there. His cow done gone summers. The rabbit look everywhere. Then he called out her name. Yeah, Betsy. Come here, Betsy. But no cow come. And then he see the past the fence all broke down and he see Babare's tracks in the wet ground. And the tracks lead right over to Babare farm. But the rabbit was too scared to put his foot on Babare place in the daytime. Because Babare was too big and strong for the rabbit, he could kill him in one blow. So that night, when the moon was shining bright, the rabbit he creep over to Babare barnyard 
And there he sees cowhide nailed to the barn, and he smelled the beef curing in the smokehouse. But he didn't say nothing. He just went on back home in a deep study. But the next day, Bear come up to Barabbas' house, and he said, Howdy, Barabbas, howdy. Howdy, Bear," said Barabbas, kind of sad-like. They tell me you lost your cow a few days ago, spoke up Bear. I sure sorry to hear about that, he said like a big hypocrite. Yes, Bear, I lost my one and only cow, answered Barabbas. Where do you think she gone, asked Bear. I don't know where she gone, Bear. Less than she gone in the ground, said Barabbas. Gone in the ground, said Bear. Well, I never heard of such a thing, a cow going in the ground, Barabbas. Is you sure you're feeling well this morning? You ain't sick in the head or anything, is you, Barabbas? I never felt better in my life, answered Barabbas. And then Barabbas started just laughing to himself. <laughs> ain't that something? Then Barabbas went all over the plantation telling all the creatures how he think Barabbas done lost his mind. He said, Barabbas lost his cow and expects how she gone in a hole in the ground. <laughs> now, ain't that a funny one, said Barabbas, and he held his sides from laughing. And all the little creatures laughed, too. They think Barabbas done gone crazy. But when the night time come and Barabbas was home sleep in bed, Barabbas, he creep over to Barabbas' house and look over the cow lot. Next, he took down his cowhide from a bear barn and put it on his arm. Then he picked out one of the bear's fattest cows he could find and led her over to his own barnyard. And there in the moonlight, he and his cousins butchered the cow and he hung up the meat in the rabbit smokehouse and buried the hide. In the meantime, the rabbit went home and nailed his own cowhide on his barn. And the next day, here come the bear, just a hopping mad. Look at here, Barabbit, look at here. I lost one of my best milk cows. Have you seen her on your place? Now I'll tell you, I better not find her over here. If I does, you're going to pay for it, and I'm going to fix you good. <laughs> no, sir, Barabbit, I ain't seen any strange cow around here this morning, said Barabbit. But I'll help you look for her if you want me to. I know how bad you feel, because I lost my one and only cow last week myself, consoled Barabbas. All right, you can help me look around, said Barabbas. So they both set out and looked around for Barabbas' milk cow. Barabbas went this way, and Barabbas went the other way. And pretty soon Barabbas hollered from across the field. Oh, Barabbas, Barabbas, come here, come running quick, come here, come here. I caught your cow going down on a hole in the ground. She almost out of sight, but I grabbed her by the tail just in time. I can't hold on much longer. You better run over here and grab a hold of her tail, too. Come on, my bear. Come on, come on. And the bear come a running a boogity, 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 boogity across the field. And when he got there, he pushed over rabbit out of the way and grabbed the cow tail with both hands. And then he begun to pull. Pull hard, my bear, for she might get away, hollered the rabbit. She might do like my cow done. She might go down out of sight, never more to be seen. Pull hard, the bear, pull hard. And the bear straddled both hind legs and put all his strength into pulling. 
up come the cow tail, boom, hit him in the head and knock him over backwards. Oh, look what you've done, Barbara, said Barabbas. You pulled so hard you broke off the cow tail, and now she's gone down in the ground forever. Too bad, Barbara. Now you're in the same fix with me. We both done lost our cows the same way. But I don't know if a bear ever figured out how little old Barabbit got even with him for stealing his cow. Because the bear thought that his whole cow went down under the ground. And nobody ever told him that it was only his cow tail that had been buried by the rabbit the night before. <laughs> I love that story. Um, and I think what I get from it is like always being prepared for whatever anyone is trying to throw at you. You don't even have to be confrontational, but you can still come out on top. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that's what keeping my lamp trimmed and burning means. It's being like being aware, being available to opportunity um, and, you know, it, no matter the circumstances. I know I've read that um the lamp being uh, in the window, trimmed and burning, was actually a signal on the Underground Railroad that that's a potential safe house, um, among other things, like hanging a quilt in the backyard with a map of the stars, that sort of thing. It's like, we're so resourceful, you know, even in dark times as humans, we can be so resourceful, especially when we're collaborative and we work together, you know, um, we really can meet all of our challenges no matter what. So I really appreciate you indulging story time this week. And if you want to hear another great story, uh, from Dr. William John Faulkner, my great granddad, um, uh, please check out the bonus episode for Brer Tiger and the Big Wind. You will uh, not regret it. Um, in the meantime, I would love to hear from you about what wokeness means to you. Being woke, staying woke, getting woke, <laughs> all the iterations. I want to know what it means to you. And I'd love to know if it's playing a role in your life these days. Um, so you can always hit me up at folkrockdiva at gmail.com. And until next time, keep those lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. The time is Diva Talk by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash folkrockdiva. And remember, if you're not sure how to be, practice radical decency. <laughs>